0: Hello everybody and welcome to sci-fi unchained really quickly before we get into the episode I'd like to invite you all to join the Facebook page sci-fi unchained follow us on Twitter and Instagram You can find us pretty easily Um, I want this to grow. I want this conversation to be had amongst fans uh, myself everybody, um, we have a steady following and it is growing I want you to be a part of that growth. So please, 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 please go to our social media and get involved in the discussion. Be a part of Sci-Fi Unchained. So yeah, go. Go do that right now. (laughs) Hit us up. Uh, I, I post fun things all the time from Firefly, Star Wars, Stargate, Doctor Who, all that good jazz. So yeah, go and follow us, guys. And uh, like the page, share it, spread the word. All right, now on to the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Unchained. In continuing with our Rick and Morty episodes, we're going to be taking a look at Jerry and Blissful Ignorance. Now, Blissful Ignorance is the fortunate unawareness of something unpleasant, Right? And we can all agree that Jerry is probably the stupidest character in the show. He is unredeemingly dumb. Um, and he's almost proud of it, also. Uh, he touts it as not having to rely on all of Rick's quote unquote science y stuff. Um, no, no, um, rays or lasers or magic pills or whatever, uh, that, that he says, whenever he makes Jerry float, uh, in the dragon episode, I know it's called something else. I'm just going to call them all the wrong things, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, my argument is that Jerry is blissfully ignorant and being blissfully ignorant is what he needs to be. It, it would detract from his character and from the show if he was, say, um, not not even as smart as Rick, just s- smart. Most of the characters in the, sh- the tertiary characters, they are not smart at all. Uh, there's one or two that are smart, that are clever, but it, then Rick comes along and they pale in comparison. But they're... Still, really very smart, right? Well, Jerry's not even that. He's he's not even half that. He's he's nowhere close. Um, he might be smarter than someone say uh, than the principal or Mister Goldenfold, but yeah, he's he's definitely down there, right? So you guys remember in the simulation episode, the Shyamalan aliens. Jerry is perfectly happy living in a world where he is blissfully ignorant of how low resolution the simulation is that he's in right so remember in the control room the aliens turn that dial all the way from 100 to 5 100 is what they have to do to um, deal with Rick but they never really fool him they take that dial all the way down to 5 and it's garbage where all of all of the made up people in the simulation just keep saying yes over and over or they have those preconditioned responses like the like the mailman going my man (laughs) um so jerry is is arguably happier in this simulation than he is in his real life right? Uh, look at his interactions with Beth. Beth is frozen in this simulation. She's not doing anything. Uh, simulation Simulation. Beth does not move when Jerry and her are having sex and he says it's the best sex he's ever had. Now, that could be interpreted a couple of different ways, but it it lends to the argument that when things are so dumbed down and made simple and, and there's no conflict, there's no, um, nothing there's, there's nothing. If it was just a piece of paper, Jerry would be happy. Um, he also, (laughs) he also gets in his car and listens to, uh, earth radio and hears some human music and it's just, like like a metronome going back and forth, and Jerry likes it. Um, so in that episode, he goes through an entire multi-emotional crisis over his in-simulation success with his hungry for apples campaign at his at his job. Right, he goes from a nervous wreck to being like an alpha male stud after he <laughs> has seemingly. Um, pitches the campaign idea and, and gets it approved by the simulation people. Um, then he goes from that to convincing himself that he and his campaign are derivative and he's a fraud. Um, it, and, and then when he talks to his simulation boss, he, he fires himself and then immediately goes to vying for a promotion and a made-up award called an, called an appley. So all, all, all of this is done in, a, in the span of about, oh, what, five minutes? To Ten minutes? Um, and it's secondary to Rick's adventure in the episode. If you stretch all of that out and add in actual other human interaction, that's the plot of plenty of generic movies. But they're just so dull and have been done to death. And, and if, if they're not the plots of a movie, I, I'm sure you can find X amount of sitcoms that have done this idea to death. Um, so, yeah, th- this kind of leads me to believe that Jerry's penultimate life can be roughly equated in about 10 minutes. Um, And in the the fake memory parasite alien episode, uh, he again prefers a life that is completely fake. That is all just implanted memories with sleepy Gary. (laughs) I I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, So... Oh, he also <laughs> has one of my favorite Jerry lines uh, where where Beth kind of snaps him out of things and he goes, I'm a parasite. And Beth goes, I know, but at least you're real. <laughs> wow. Harsh. Um, now, there there is another kind of ignorance called willful ignorance. Um, and the distinction between being blissfully and willfully ignorant is that willfully uh is is being straight up choosing not to even wanting to understand something and being literally uh, it versus being literally too ignorant to comprehend it so when you're willfully ignorant of something you have the ability right like i i do not understand the the greater machinations of thermodynamics right I, I would say I have a very rudimentary understanding of it. However, I know I have the capability to further understand. I am willfully ignorant of the higher echelons of knowledge of thermodynamics. N- now... You could attribute that to any number of things. Like, I don't have the time to go and take the classes and get taught by scientists and professionals and what have you. It, but it is something that is within my power to do. So I am willfully ignorant of that one thing. I'm willfully ignorant of a lot of things, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it, it's it, blissfully ignorant, on the other hand, is say, an ant, not understanding how, um, cohesive bonds, uh, between molecules work. It, because it, it is incapable of understanding something like that. Right. Or how we make chairs, <laughs> like it, there, there are all of these things that ants cannot understand but they can't understand it because they don't have the, cap- the capability. They don't have the capacity to do that. Jerry certainly seems to be um, blissfully ignorant here. Um, although that does beg the question, is it stupidity or ignorance? Well, I, I jokingly said that Jerry is probably the stupidest character in the show, but he does have his moments, right? He, he may be really, really dumb, but he's not useless. He's not, he's not completely useless. Like I talked about in the last episode where we have the, uh, the original Jerry from the C-137 dimension, uh, that universe gets Cronenberg'd up, right? Well, Jerry's immune because he has the same DNA as uh, Morty. And he goes around and becomes this this super ripped jungle guy who, <laughs> who hunts Cronenberg's monsters uh, for, for dinner, right? And he... It, it's not something that you can do if you're a complete and useless idiot. So he has some capacity for for intellect. It, it may be on the most primal and rudimentary level, but it's there. It, it's between being a caveman and figuring out how to plug in the AV cords to the back of a television, which you you see an, a couple of dozen Jerry's try to do in the episode where Rick drops him off at a Jerry daycare center. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Jerry also um, in in the season finale, of this latest season, which spoilers if you haven't seen it, but he uses Rick's invisibility belt to manipulate a dead Tammy's body to distract Phoenix Person, while Rick is able to uh, find Phoenix Person's off switch. This is this is something that's been um, that's been explored in real-world battle tactics, uh, as well as plenty of shows, uh, science fiction and not. Uh, the ones that kind of come to mind are V and Falling Skies, in um, anime like Naruto. But when you have a super powerful enemy, and Phoenix Person kicks the absolute crap out of Rick, so he's a really, really strong enemy, you need a tactic that some people would see as redundant and stupid <laughs> and for some reason that works on really strong enemies better than it should right like in in naruto naruto is fighting the like the progenitor of chakra where where chakra came from and uh, she's like this absolute god and can deflect or deter any attack. What does he do? He uses a reverse sexy jutsu on her, and that causes her to stop in confusion for a second, and it works. (laughs) And he's able to land a really big hit. Um. So, yeah, Jerry has his uses. Um, So, should should we want... Now, of course we want all of our characters to grow, whether or not they're our favorite characters or not. I I imagine Jerry is somebody's favorite character. Has to be. uh, Some small population out there. Um... But you also have to take into consideration the growth and change of the other characters, right? Um, Beth was blissfully ignorant that um, there was a, also, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen this latest episode, she was also blissfully ignorant that uh, Rick had made a clone of her and even he doesn't know which one is the real Beth and which one is the clone. At the end of the episode, he he mind wiped himself, and <laughs> when they were both in their um, their vats, their their tanks, uh, he was switching them around like a like a poker game or or like a like that game with the ball and the three cups. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. So even Rick has um he he doesn't have that answer. he's he's ignorant of what the answer is. Although Jerry, going back to the the core definition of this, the blissful ignorant part, Jerry seems to be the epitome of being blissfully ignorant because in most of the episodes he is happy. Um, It it can be really well summed up in the episodes where the Federation takes over earth and Jerry gets a job finally working for the government. And uh, he, he makes a six figure pill salary and he doesn't even know what he does he just knows that he and his family are being paid all of these pills, and they're being forced to take them, and no one knows what they do. Um, they're they're just pills. But yeah, Jerry is happy. He's happy even though he he knows. Even less about what his, what is going on in, in his life than before this instance. He, he knows less about his job, uh, about the government, about what these pills are. He has no idea what the Federation is about, but he's happy. He is ecstatic to have a job, to be employed, even though he has no clue what he does. It's to me the exact opposite of um, well, it might not be an exact opposite, but it is unopposite for the myth of Sisyphus, right? Jerry is is destined to constantly trod along life and and not know where he's going or what's going to happen to him. Um, but the boulder never rolls back down the hill for him or even if it does he doesn't know it right the the character in the myth of uh well sisyphus sisyphus knows that the boulder is rolling back down the hill and he knows he's going back down the hill to push it back up again jerry has no clue it could be argued that the boulder is rolling down the hill for jerry and he has to go back down to the hill and push it back upwards. But we don't see that. And and we don't see Jerry having the deal um, with that thought process. With, I have to start all over again. No, Jerry doesn't necessarily ever start all over again. Jerry is on this continuous life journey. Um, through his separation with Beth, his dating that... Uh, psychic alien, that telekinetic alien uh, with the three boobs—that was interesting. <laughs> she just wants to hunt all the time. I thought that was hilarious. Um, one of my favorite episodes—the uh, the episode with Snowball, where where he gets Rick to invent that helmet for him that makes him smarter. So he, he wanted to, hmm, yeah, he, he wanted to make this dog smart enough to use the restroom outside, right? To not be on the Rook. Okay. That dog is blissfully unaware of all of like the, the oppression that dogs are going through. And then he becomes smarter, stages this revolution, and now dogs are on the attack. Uh, there, there's all these um, dogs in mechanized suits, in and, and brain functionality-inducing helmets. Um, so this snowball go, goes from being blissfully ignorant, being perfectly happy with his life and, and content, to... Oh my God! I need to burn this world to the ground. <laughs> um, which which kind of raises a, a question that's that you can see pop up in a whole bunch of different sci-fi, right? It pops up in uh, Lovecraftian mythos, right? How much should we know? How much do we dare to find out? If science is an ever-expanding paradigm where there's always new stuff to be invented, there's always new stuff to be discovered and found out and explored, um, even about ourselves, right? How much should we know? Some people should, would say everything. Other people would say enough to keep us safe and healthy. And the reasoning behind that would be if we knew more than that, it could end in catastrophe. It, it could um, – I mean, look at, look at the building of the hydrogen and atom bombs that decimated tens of thousands of lives and, and scarred the landscapes. Look at Chernobyl. If, if we never messed with that kind of technology – all of the all of the lives ended by those catastrophes would have gone on other consequences aside but the lives affected would not have been however the the on the other hand um since discovering that, uh, or since diving more deeply into that, that vein of technological innovation, uh, other, uh, other avenues have opened up to uh, more sustainable, clean energy, um, the, the pursuit of non-nuclear heavy ionized uh, fusion which i th- i think can only be done in space because of gravity and and all of the hydrogen oxygen molecules that we have in the air there's some reason that we haven't done it and it's it's only a theory now um i can't i can't really recall why but, yeah, there's there's all of these things that come from uh, these terrible, terrible tragedies that were that were born out of pursuits that were meant to be um, ending in, in something good, right. They, they, they were meant to be good. They took a really quick and dark turn. But the hope is whenever that happens, we can then turn back away from it and, and make it be something good again. Um, so in, say, 10, 20, or 50 years, if we can make a nuclear completely, absolutely 100% foolproof safe, then that kind of energy could replace any and every other mode of energy usage in the world Uh, and it would run forever nuclear batteries we have nuclear powered subs they'll never have to change power sources because they'll they'll run for hundreds of years so if i mean if i could buy a lamp a nuclear powered lamp i would never ever have to buy another lamp because it, it would work forever Right Or a computer, television, uh, anything. I, I, I would never have to buy batteries ever again. So there is something to be said against being blissfully ignorant. However, there are plenty of pros to it, right? And Jerry is a really, really darn good example of that. If you can live a life in perfect bliss, ignorant of everything else around you, of danger, any kind of harm or, or anything, because it's not going to affect you. And if it doesn't affect you, if Jerry had stayed in that simulation and the Shyamalan aliens let him stay there, he would have lived a perfectly contentious life. Good food for, for thought. So, yeah, to, to kind of wrap up my thoughts on on uh, looking at Jerry and being blissfully ignorant, I would argue that he needs to be. Because if he progresses any further than that, his character goes all out of whack. Uh, it'll throw the the... Dynamics that the that the family functions off of, it, it will throw that into uh, a bit of a loop. It'll it'll be the the monkey wrench in the machine. So I would say he needs to be that stupid. <laughs> he 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 needs to 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 be where and what he is. But does that now? Ooh, another question would be. Does that extend to real life? Are there people that need to be blissfully ignorant? Whether for their own safety, whether for the productivity of society, or even the innovation and advancements of science itself, of the, the march of progress of the human race. Does that mean that some people need to be left behind in blissful ignorance. Mm. Really good question that I think would take a lot longer to flesh out, and maybe even have a good debate on. I, I would certainly love to. Um, I, I would. I would want to see people like Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson go at that. But uh, that is all for right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sci-Fi Unchained. Stick around for more content. Uh, I'll be cranking out more of these Rick and Morty episodes as the weeks roll along. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.